This message was preached as pulpit supply by Jared File. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it is beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. We're going to be looking this morning at where Jesus was uh, facing Annas, the, um, uh, he's actually the father-in-law of the high priest, and uh, Annas was questioning him before the crucifixion. And we're also going to see how Peter um, denied Jesus. And, and, and as we um, consider this text, uh, bef- before we do, I, I want us to, to sing a song together. We all know. Um, it's one we all learned as small children. Jesus loves me. And there's one line in that that I want to point out uh, after we sing it. Join with me as we sing Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong, they are weak, but He is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. That line, they are weak, but he is strong. I think uh, that kind of brings out one of the ideas that I want to see in the text we're looking at today. Uh, You have Jesus who's standing before Annas answering these questions and he is bold and he is strong. In spite of the fact that he's about to face the crucifixion, he knows what's going to happen. He is strong. And you have Peter who's warming himself by a fire. And when he's asked, do you know him? Peter denies Jesus. Peter was weak. And Jesus was strong. And so often we are weak. But he is strong. So let's read our text beginning in verse 12 of chapter 18. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. For they led him to Annas. For he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did the other disciple, another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now, the servants and the officers made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also with them, standing and warming himself. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in the synagogues and in the temple 
where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard about heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now, Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? And he denied it and said, I'm not. One of the servants of the Most High, uh, one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? And Peter again denied it. And at once, a rooster crowed. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear as we look into your word. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. I pray that you would shape us and change us by your word. Lord, we are weak, but you are strong. Pray that you would be with me as I preach your word. I am weak, but you are strong. I pray that you would give me strength. I pray that you would give me grace to preach your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We had... We read before here, Jesus had uh, been in the garden, probably the garden of Gethsemane, as Judas brought a band of soldiers and some officials from the the priests and the Pharisees who, who came to arrest Jesus. And when they came, Jesus was showing how he was in control of the whole situation They had come with torches and lanterns and weapons ready to come and arrest Jesus. They had torches so that, you know, if if Jesus was out hiding somewhere in the bushes in the dark, they could go around and try to find him. And they had weapons in case there was any resistance from Jesus. They could protect themselves and they could force him. But Jesus, when they came, they asked, we're looking for Jesus. Or actually, they came and Jesus said, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, I'm here. And what does it say they did? They fell back. They fell back. They they fell to the ground because they were amazed at Jesus. They didn't have to go looking for him. They didn't have to force him with weapons. And then Peter took this sword and pulled it out of his sheath and cut off a man's ear. Peter was brash and bold like like so often you know he was the first one to confess that Jesus was the Christ and and Jesus had told him you know you are Peter and upon this rock I'll build my church Peter was so bold so much of the time and yet when Jesus starts talking about the crucifixion he said 
I won't let that happen to you. And Jesus told him, get behind me, Satan. Jesus rebuked Peter for how bold he was trying to be, saying, I'll stop it, Jesus. I won't let that happen to you. And, you know, in the upper room, whenever Jesus, whenever um, Jesus washed his disciples' feet and whenever they had the, the Lord's Supper together, the Last Supper together, Jesus had predicted the, the betrayal, that Judas would betray him. And he also predicted that, that Peter would deny him three times. And Peter said, no, no, I won't deny you, Jesus. I won't deny you. Even if all fall away, I'll be there, Jesus. And Jesus told him, before the rooster crows three times, or before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter was bold and was brash. But this text shows how Peter was really weak. And Jesus, while he was taken away, he was bound, yet he was strong. He he was bound, he was taken away by soldiers, but he stood with confidence that he was doing exactly what the Father had sent him to do. There was a band of soldiers and officers of the Jews. They arrested him. They bound him. And they led him to Annas. Now, Annas, uh, it says Annas, who was the, high, who was the, the father-in-law of the high priest that year. Uh, there's maybe some confusion. If, if Caiaphas was the high priest, why did they bring him to Annas? Um, there's a little bit of historical explanation there. You see, Annas uh, was the high priest beginning in about one... Um, A.D., up to about 15 A.D., and the predecessor of Pilate uh, had made a political decision and removed Annas from being the high priest. And following that, um, several of um, Annas's sons and even his son-in-law here, Caiaphas, Uh, had been placed in that position. That was a a political position. But many of the Jews felt that was illegitimate. They thought that was illegitimate that that, uh, um, the Annas had been deposed by the Romans. So often among the Jews, they may have recognized Annas as he was the real high priest, whereas uh, officially Caiaphas was. And it tells us here, Caiaphas had advised the Jews that it would be expedient for one man to die for the people. If we look back into chapter 11 here in the Gospel of John, we see where Caiaphas had said that. You see, Jesus had just healed Lazarus. He had, he, he, he had risen a dead man to life. And the word was getting out. And... The Jews were getting nervous. They were thinking, if the word gets out about that, people are going to believe in Jesus. People are going to believe in Jesus if they see this man who was dead who's now alive. We've got to do something about it. They plotted to kill even Lazarus. And while they were plotting about what to do, Caiaphas made this statement because they didn't want the Romans to come in and take their power to govern themselves. And Caiaphas said that it would be useful, it would be expedient if one man dies for the people. 
Caiaphas did not mean what we mean when, what we, when we see in that statement. Caiaphas was thinking about a political arrangement. Jesus has to die so we don't lose our political position. Is what Caiaphas said. But Caiaphas knew, Caiaphas was speaking something that was more than what he knew. Because whenever he said it would be expedient that one man should die for the people, he was saying exactly what Jesus did come to do. Jesus did come to die in the place of his people. So Jesus was led here to be questioned by Annas, and you have a change in scenes. You, you, we're watching the scene, as you can imagine, as, as Jesus is taken to Annas, and then we have a change in scene. Now, Simon Peter, he was following at a distance, and so did another disciple. We don't know necessarily who that disciple was for sure, it's possible it was just a, a, an unnamed s- s- disciple. Uh, you know, Jesus had many others that were following him besides just the twelve close to himself. But traditionally, it's been thought that this is probably John himself. That's, he's making reference to himself. And um, oftentimes when John refers to himself here in this book, he, he calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loves. He, he doesn't even mention his name. So very likely this was John himself that, that was with Peter as, as they were following Jesus. And apparently John was familiar with the high priest. Um, he, he, was, uh, you know, he was a fisherman. Uh, and as a fisherman, he, he owned a business and he may have had some uh, wealth, some, some resources. And, and, and it was very possible that, that uh, the high priest would have, would, have known, would have known of him. So anyway, whoever this disciple was, whether it was Pete John or someone else, they knew he was known by the high priest, by, the, by those at the high priest's home. So he comes into the courtyard, uh, something that not just anybody would be allowed inside. He comes into the courtyard. But Peter, he's standing off. He won't come in. He's too shy. He, he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to come in. Maybe he'll be recognized. He, he doesn't want to be seen. But John, he goes over to the gate. He finds this servant girl and says, let Peter in too. Let Peter in too. Peter didn't want this to happen, but the servant girl, she looks at Peter and says, weren't you one of his disciples too? Weren't you one of his disciples? Haven't I seen you before? And Peter, with all of his brashness, all of his boldness that, that he had had before, saying, even if everybody falls away, I won't fall away, Jesus. Peter says, I'm not. I'm not one of his disciples. But he comes into the courtyard. And while the officers and the servants were making this charcoal fire, 
Another, another reason why there's evidence that it may have been John himself as an eyewitness. You know, we have this detail. We, not just any fire. It was a, a charcoal fire. So he may have been John. He, he was the one who knew that it was a charcoal fire. So they were all standing and warming themselves. And Peter, he came up and was standing and warming himself. Standing right alongside of those who had come and arrested Jesus. These servants of the high priest. He was almost identifying with them. He was right there alongside those who had arrested Jesus. Warming himself with them. And we have a scene change again. We come back to see what's going on with Jesus. The high priest then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Those two things that Jesus was being questioned about. About his disciples and his teaching. Now why would Annas be questioning Jesus about his disciples? Well... Maybe he wanted to know how many there were. How many followers? You know, because their concern was political. Their concern, how many followers do you have? Uh, we want to know so that we don't have to worry about some kind of armed resistance or something. And he was asking about his teaching. Now Jesus totally ignores in his answer the question about his disciples. And he answers about his teaching. But basically his answer is not to answer. He says... I've, everything I've said has been public. There's not been any difference between what I say in the light and what I say privately to my disciples. Now we don't know there were some times that he would draw away with just his disciples. But that wasn't a secret. Everything was open and public. There wasn't any distinction between what was public and what was private. It was all one cloth. Jesus said, you you can just go ask them. Ask those who heard me in the marketplace, in the synagogue. Well, that upset one of the high priest's servants. And he strikes Jesus for such an answer. He didn't didn't really answer. So he, he strikes Jesus. And Jesus takes it. He just takes it. He doesn't get angered. And he says to the servant, if what I've said is right, why did you strike me? And if what I've said is wrong, then bear witness about it. But he didn't. Jesus just stands there boldly and confidently in contrast To what we see with Peter. Annas then sent Jesus bound to Caiaphas, who was the recognized high priest. And we come back to Peter. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. So they said to him, you're not one of his disciples, are you? It's happening again. He denied it and said, I'm not. And then one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off. Peter's afraid here. He thinks, oh no, they're going to recognize me. They're going to know 
This is, this is, he's, relative, he's related to the guy that I, I, he cut his ear off. Did I not see you in the garden with him? This was a guy who was there when Jesus was arrested. He might have seen Peter. Peter was afraid. And again, Peter denied it. And the rooster crowed. Jesus was in control. He knew what was going to happen from the very beginning. From the time Jesus was in the upper room, He told Peter, before the rooster crows, you will deny Me three times. And what happens? As soon as Peter denies Him the third time, the rooster crows. And Peter remembers all. This is exactly what Jesus said was going to happen. Jesus is bold and confident as He stands before His accusers and He answers. While Peter cowers, afraid, in the cold, in the darkness, Peter is weak. I see this contrast reflecting what is in us. How often we face life's struggles when life is not going our way. When we face sickness, when we face financial struggles, when we face uh, persecution, when we face, face that person at work just doesn't like me. I've got a horrible boss. All of those things. We find ourselves in those suffering situations and we have to remember, I am weak. But in our weakness, He is strong. The Bible doesn't teach us to say, I've got this, everything's good, and just have the power of positive thinking. The Bible calls us to die. The Bible calls us to say, I am weak, but Jesus is strong. I can face this because Jesus is strong. Not because I've got it in me, but because Jesus is strong. When we look at ourselves and we think, our numbers are small. I face that in Panama. Been going two years. We've got 12 people. Five of them is my family. I think, we are weak. But my confidence is not in myself. Our confidence cannot be in ourselves. Our confidence is in Jesus. He is strong. He is the one who said, I will build my church. Our confidence should be in Him, not in us. Just like Gideon. Whenever Gideon was to go and, and fight, the Lord told him he wasn't going to do it with the thousands of men. He said, you've got way too many. Send some of them home. He ends up with just 300 men and some torches and some jars. And they crash the jars and they, they blow the horns and the enemy just goes running. And all of that is to show the power was not in them. The power was in God. God delights 
to use weak people. God delights to use the weak and the foolish to give Himself glory. Are you facing difficulties where you just feel weak? This is nothing new. Peter was weak. He didn't have the strength to hold on for himself. But yet, we know how the story goes. Even after Peter had failed, he blew it. Jesus returns to him after the resurrection. He says, Peter, do you love me? Three times. Reminds of, of the fact that he denied him three times. Peter says, Jesus says, do you love me? You know I love you. Do you love me? You know I love you. Jesus says, feed my sheep. We're weak. But he is strong. We often fail him. We fail him. We deny him. We're like Peter. Whenever G- when Peter denied him, every time we sin, we might say, "Oh, I'll never do that again." And then next time we find ourselves in the wrong circumstances, we do it again. That very same thing we promised God, "I'll never do again." We do it again, and we deny Jesus. It doesn't depend upon us. We are weak. He is strong. So I invite you today to look to Jesus, who is strong. In your weakness, He is strong.